Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 291. Today's episode is one of my newest business friends, Ryan Carruthers. Ryan is a digital entrepreneur with a history of scaling and automating businesses who is currently working with course creators, bloggers, and coaches to build, launch, and scale their very own membership sites. He is also the host of the Membership Mastery podcast, which I was a guest on recently. And it was one of the most fun interviews that I've done, or one of the most fun interviews that I've been a guest on. And actually, today's episode where I was interviewing Ryan, that was one of my most fun episodes interviewing somebody else. I think we had a really fabulous conversation about memberships, and there is so much gold in this episode for you guys. So some of the things that we chatted about in this episode, we talked about the memberships that Ryan has built in his own businesses, and what he would go back and do differently if he had the chance to start over. We talked about the advantages and disadvantages of memberships because there are some disadvantages to them. And we also looked at what types of businesses are better suited for memberships and which ones aren't. We looked at where Ryan would recommend that you start if you're considering launching a membership, as well as the big mistakes he sees people making with them. And once you've launched your membership, we looked at how to know whether you're ready to scale it and where to start with scaling it. It was a fabulous chat. I know you guys are going to love this episode, so let's dive in. Hey, Ryan, welcome to Socialette. Hello, thank you for having me on. Oh, it's quite exciting to have you on because you reached out to me, I oh, would have been about a month or so ago now, and I had never heard of you, never come across you before, and I was so impressed by your podcast interviewing skills, and it just ended up being a really fun chat. So I'm glad to have you on my podcast now as well. So Ryan, for my listeners who have no idea who you are, would you mind please telling us who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so thank you very much for that that interview. I have to say that was one of the easiest interviews I have ever recorded. And I've oh, recorded I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. So for the for the listeners that don't know me, my name is Ryan Carruthers, and I run a website called the Membership Mastery, where I help people build, launch, and scale their membership website. I love that. And that is what we're going to be chatting all about today. But in the lead up to building the Membership Mastery, what has your business journey looked like so far? Oh, it's it's been a, uh, a crazy ride. So <laughs> I, I've always been that entrepreneurial kid. I've always been selling. I was selling sweets for like a penny more than I bought them for. And I also I was very good at football in my area. And so I used to charge the kids to come and play football with me. I'd teach them to be better. I was always <laughs> that few years older as well. I know it sounds horrible when I say it out loud, but um, well, I mean it's it's like private tuition, right? That works. Exactly. It was only like ten, fifteen, twenty p. You know, I'd make a pound yeah. a day and think, oh yes, that's amazing. Um, but then I, um, when I went away to university, I was sort of makeup. Uh, to pay for university I was a physiotherapy mm. student and then from there I looked after my my father's business and then that's when it all sort of properly started for me really because I I decided I wanted my own business I didn't want to do the the physio thing and I created a membership website uh, and I, I'd learned everything myself because I didn't want to pay anybody to do it and I didn't have the money I was just starting out with it and um, I can relate yeah, yeah it's so I was on YouTube watching 
videos on how to code and how to do various different things and but i my personality is very obsessive so when i get into something like that i want to know everything and i want to know it and i don't i don't have that any limiting beliefs i just think yeah you can do this and then i get into it and go there's people that have done this for absolutely years and you're just trying to pick it up but um but yeah i went from there and then i ran that business for for a long time and then I got into property development alongside of that because the business allowed me to do so. And um, and then just the natural progression of, of life took me to amalgamate that business into a bigger membership. It is very, I made so many mistakes there. I could have probably turned that business into what I actually had my second membership business to look like. But I thought, oh no, I'll start again. And, um, <laughs> and actually, to be fair, that... The starting again gave me a, a really good platform and it gave me the best URL in my domain. So that's definitely helped out. And then, um, yeah, alongside all of that, people have always been ringing me up saying, oh, will you help me build a membership? Because they know I've got one and they know I'm a I'm a proper student of the digital marketing world and the internet world. So I'm always making sure I'm up to date and I'm always learning and I'm always listening to, to podcasts. Um, and I've gone through quite a few of yours recently as well (laughs) and um and yeah then that sort of led me to go okay well there's always something with property so why not do the membership stuff which you absolutely love so yeah that's here here I am wow so what inspired you initially to go down that membership model path rather than you know like any of the other paths that are available online Uh, the honest answer is it was a fluke (laughs) Um, it genuinely was a fluke so at at the time there's a a website called betfair and Mm. i was i was helping them uh, teach people how to trade so betfair is an exchange you can use it like a stock market and when i was doing that and i was interacting on their forum people started asking me oh i don't want to actually do all the work that you're doing can i just pay you like some money every month and then you do it for me. Like, I didn't even know of membership websites. I didn't even know they were a thing at this point. And we're talking like 10 years ago now. <laughs> and I thought, hey, you want to pay me monthly? And it's like, there's just like, yeah, we want to pay you monthly. Can you just send us like a daily email with, with your highlights for the day on? And I was like, yeah. So I built a Wix website, put a PayPal button on it, and that was it. I love that. That is, I'm a big fan of, you know, just putting together an MVP or like minimum viable, whatever, before you launch something. And that is like your true, like that is your true MVP right there. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I completely agree. I I don't think you need to, to overcomplicate the process. And I think there's, Mm. there's so many websites out there when you're looking to, to start and build these websites or courses or or whatever it is that they are all bells and whistles and yes they do do everything and that will benefit you but maybe like two years down the line three years down the line I think initially Mm. just do an MVP I actually I invested in a in a website we were going to build a, a membership website and the guy came to me and said I've got this amazing idea for a membership and I know you're the membership man would you be interested had a discussion and I loved the idea I didn't know the niche Mm. and I started to to get some quotes to build this site and we were talking like 30 or 40 grand yeah I said 
do you know what for a first build i was like i don't really know i don't know if the idea is validated so i said to him i'll tell you what we'll do we'll buy a domain name we'll wordpress it and i found a plugin and we'll basically just pull this together on an on an mvp and send it out to the market he had so many followers and an already sort of semi-engaged audience and i said look if they're then desperate for this idea and it works then we'll go for it it tanked like you would not believe so i was like well that's so that just reaffirmed the the minimum viable product for me yeah it's all about testing the market right i tell a lot of people that you know you shouldn't go out and spend 10 20 dollars getting your online course videos you know professionally filmed and edited when you, like when you're first launching your course or first launching your membership or anything like that because you have a webcam on your computer you have slides yeah. you can read over at the end of the day your audience is going to get the same outcome and you get to test the market before you sink all that money into it. So I couldn't agree more. So if you, Ryan, if you could go back to your memberships that you've had in the past, if you could go back and change anything about the way you approach them, what would you change? Oh, good question. Oh, really, really, really good question. Uh, oh, there's two things I would change. So First one, really straightforward, is I wouldn't wait as long to get help from people. So mm. I I would look at where I'm not the strongest and where I'm not making the, the strides I want and doing the jobs that I don't I don't like or I don't understand. So when I started with trying to learn to code and then that's where, where Wix came in, I would get somebody in to do that. Um on some of the heavier lifting jobs. And the second one is I would do the daily, weekly, monthly um, board that that I've done on Trello. So I watched a webinar years ago and it said to write down everything you do daily, everything you do weekly and everything you do monthly. And then you can start to, to outsource some of those. So you can start to build a team which even when you're first starting sounds quite scary because you're like, oh, I can't have a team just yet. But you can actually outsource some of the little tasks that actually free up your time and you don't realise where you're always spending your time. So sometimes you could just spend like 10 minutes on one task every day, but added up over a month, you've now just got so much more time. So that's what I would advise. Yeah, and... It's funny because it's it's this balance, right? We don't want to hire people before we can afford them, but then we also don't want to end up suddenly with this business that's grown really quickly and nobody to support us. It's really like it's one of those things where you just wish somebody would give you a little certificate and say, okay, you can hire somebody now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, you can hire someone. <laughs> that, that's why I like the daily, weekly, monthly because you can actually – you can see where you're spending your time. Mm. So you, and it's really straightforward to write down everything you do daily. And when you do then come to hire someone, you can just record what you've done and pop it on there. And I'm a big fan of that now. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to start doing that. So, okay. So back on the topic of membership sites, what have you seen from your experience, perhaps like with your students in membership mastery, what have been some of the advantages and disadvantages of memberships or what are some of the advantages and disadvantages? 
let's start with the disadvantages. Let's start with the things that that people aren't going to uh, going to always talk about. <laughs> the, dis- the disadvantages are that they are hard. They are hard initially to start. You know, if you are building a new following, they are difficult. They are difficult to to build those groups to get that engagement and with a membership as well you are going to have numbers of members who get something from your membership but don't comment and that's quite demoralizing when you are the only one posting content and trying to engage and interact with them and they just don't interact well you don't think they interact that's quite demoralizing to keep going Um, another disadvantage is that people don't know what to put inside the membership so they get stuck on this hamster wheel of content and thinking about their idea it's a massive disadvantage um huge 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 disadvantage and then the big one is you're not going to get the masses of recurring revenue initially and i think if you if you do then amazing but i always find that if you've built up really really quick you can lose really really quick Mm. so it's always better to do a gradual build up and hone the product and and they and like I say I will repeat it they are hard work you know there's a lot of moving parts in a membership website if you've just launched a course for example or you've you're used to selling courses then the deliverability of that is slightly different to a membership membership people expect you to show up so you have to be present and you have to do that every single day even when you're not you're not feeling great people rely on you and they rely <laughs> on you you know exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> they rely on your energy they rely on you to get them through what they're paying you to get through so they are a lot of work there is a lot of advantages like the recurring revenue is great when you get there and you can have a massive, massive impact on people's lives and you can build communities where you are the leader and people look up to you and you can help them with their problems and you can have great a great life from it. Um, but you cannot cannot get away from the fact that the disadvantages are, are there and it is going to yeah. take work and it's not going to be straight away. It's like anything in life, anything worth having is uh, is worth waiting for. Yeah, I yeah, I, actually a very interesting question for you. Do you think that it's harder to sell people into a membership than it is to sell them onto an online course, even if the membership might be cheaper? Yeah, 100%. Because I feel like there's this misconception where people think like, oh, my audience can't afford a, I don't know, $500 online course, so I'm going to give them a $57 membership instead. And then, yeah, yeah they wonder why people still aren't signing up yeah uh, and i'll tell you what will happen if if people do that as well you won't actually be working with the people you want to work with because mm. part of the reason when people don't buy your course at, at that amount is because they're not the right fit for you so if you drop the price and go okay well we'll do it as a membership you're actually going to create so much more work for yourselves and i guarantee those those are the members that are going to cause you the biggest headaches. They're going to cause you, they're going to sap most of your time and they will leave after two, three months when they've got the the answer that they want from you, or they just decide that this isn't for me and they weren't for you anyway. So 
yeah. So how could somebody then start attracting the right people into their membership? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> big question, um, I imagine. <laughs> big question. So it all comes from knowing knowing who you want to work with, knowing who you want to serve, knowing your mm. dream customer. So and you hear it all of the time, you know, with the uh, yeah. with avatars. But if you know your avatar, if you know your customer, you know who you want to work with. That's where it all starts with for me, and that that can be very very simple um you don't have to overcomplicate it and um just make sure that you make decisions based on on your ideal customer and then everything else becomes so much easier i couldn't agree more and also not being afraid to not be for some people because mm. i like personally i found in my earlier years of business I was afraid of repelling people from my brand. So I tried to be, you know, everything to everyone, try to keep everyone happy, create the content that everyone wanted rather than that one specific customer avatar. And since honing in on that person, it's really changed my business and it's made, it's made such a big impact on conversions. So yeah, I couldn't agree more about knowing exactly who that person is. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier in the disadvantages about, you know, people who create the membership with uh, around content. What are some of these problems that you see with people creating, you know, mainly like content-based memberships? Because I know I get a lot of people coming to me saying, oh, I want to launch a membership teaching people how to do this. I don't know, say Instagram marketing or Facebook ads or something like that. And each month they're going to get a masterclass and they'll get this and they'll get this and they'll get this. Where do you see people going wrong with those? Oh, that is a good question. You talk about, you talk about me asking good questions. You got <laughs> some, some wicked ones. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that one, I was helping somebody just this morning actually on that. Mm-hmm. It's not planning out your, your content. So it goes back to the goes back to the customer. If you know what your customer wants, and I think that this is where people get confused, and they are, and then there's a combination as well of picking up on on what you also said about you know not wanting to repel people. People try and give their customer everything. They try and give them all of the content because they think that that's what they're going to want. When in actual reality most of the time people who are talking to me about the content that they're going to provide, they are over serving their, their customer and probably overwhelming them. So think about the initial problem that that customer wants to solve. So take Instagram marketing, for example, what's the first problem that they're going to want to solve with the Instagram marketing. So then that's going to be month one. And then what's the next problem they're going to have. Think about the customer journey. What's the problem then they're going to have in month two and then month three and month four and month five month six month seven etc and when you do it like that you can actually plan out nearly a year's worth of content for your membership because you know the customer journey you know at which point the problems that they're going to have and what they're going to have and then you know how to to rectify that so it might well be a monthly q a or a monthly hot seat or bringing in an expert in once you've got that clarity on the customer journey, you can forward plan that and then put that into your membership. And then you can start to talk to your members about that. So you can say, hey, guys, in month one, this is what we're going to cover. And then that month, you tell them that all the time. And then you reiterate, this is what's going to happen 
now you're going to get this result, this result, and this result. This is the obstacle you're going to hit. But then in month two, don't worry, because we're going to solve that. And then that will actually increase your retention. So by being really targeted on your customer journey and and getting out of your own head as well, I just just get away from the computer, grab a pen and write down what you want to give your customer and then start adding that to the customer journey because I find that people quite often will overthink the content section and then get stuck on this hamster wheel of wanting their content to be A, perfect and B, too much. So that's exactly what what I would do. Yeah, I think, so I actually made pretty much all of those mistakes Mm. (laughs) Um, in my former membership where I was just delivering way too much content because I was afraid of not delivering enough. And where I really struggled was I think my members got quite overwhelmed because there was just Mm. so much content there. So yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that one. So Ryan, I would love to know, like, what are some of the big mistakes that you see people making with memberships or like what are the most common mistakes? Gosh, good question. So exactly uh, what we've just spoken about with the content and I've been there, I've put everything into a membership thinking, oh, this is what everybody needs to know when actually they don't. <laughs> yeah. So the big one of the big, big, big mistakes that I see so often is not actually asking your members. So don't not, it's not asking them what they're getting benefit from. So all the time, my, my members in, in all of my sites, are, they know that they're going to get surveyed and I'm upfront about that. But I tell them it's because it's a member focused mm. membership. This is a member focused membership. So I'm always asking them if I took one thing away what would you miss most what do you want more of yeah that do you know what that is a really really good question because and the results will surprise you massively like in in one of my betfair memberships we we did we've done this in the last six months and we had a discussion with the the team before we did this about what we thought they would miss most the customer would miss most we were all so wrong wow we got their number one we had as like number two and number three we thought that the interaction with us and the coaching would actually be number one and then the software that we provide would be number two or three and it was way the other way around so I think the big mistakes are thinking that everything has to be perfect before you can start it really doesn't keep it simple you can build membership websites off one page like on wix like i did or you can use a facebook group you need a paypal button just keep it simple um over getting overwhelmed over the tech and trying to pick something that goes oh okay this does everything and then you just get stuck in your own head about tech and you're going do i use kajabi do i use 10x pro what do i use just put that to to the side for for one second and just focus on the customer and just get something out there that's the minimum viable product and test whether it works and the best way to do that is to just have a go at it. And then by not by surveying your customer, you find out what they actually want. So then when you do pick the tech, it's based on them. Um, not planning out your content. So not planning out your content for six months in advance. And then you won't overwhelm your customer. And just just doing those things will will keep it so much more more simple. And they're the mistakes that that people 
always always make and then they always try and over plan their launch and i just say no just keep it simple even if you do a founder's launch or a beta launch just keep it simple do a beta launch and then get the feedback implement the feedback build your business do it again implement the feedback build your business every single time yeah i couldn't agree more with you about keeping things simple. I mean, there are so many different ways to complicate these things. You see, uh, you, you, you see people trying to build out these like custom memberships themselves inside WordPress. And I mean, I tried to do it once as well, and I it took me so long. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you know, it just it's so much easier to use something like I don't know. I know you say like, oh, you could get caught up between the software. I personally love Kajabi. I just find it very easy, very quick to set up. And that's the one I recommend to everyone. But I mean, yeah, you could just do it on a Wix page and or a Facebook group with a PayPal button. I've seen, yeah, successful memberships that way. I've seen ones where it's literally been, you know, a Zoom call once a week or once a month and mm-hmm. they've just paid via a PayPal button. So yeah, definitely keeping simple. Keeping it simple is a great tip. Now, once somebody's already set up their membership, they've got it going, they're maybe a couple of months in, how can they identify whether what they've got is scalable or whether they need to go back to the drawing board or maybe start from scratch? Oh, amazing question there. So ask the members, you know, go back to the members and find out what they like about the membership, what they don't like about the membership. If you've got people in a membership, they've, st- they've stuck around for a couple of months, you're doing something right, but by asking the members, they will tell you exactly what you're doing that solves their problem. And by doing that, then you can scale that up more, which they're your perfect customer. They're the people that you want. So if you're solving their needs, then you will also sell- solve the needs of other people who are very similar to them, they're the avatar. So then that allows you to to scale. And one of the things that I would definitely recommend, there's two things I would recommend at this point. If you've got your membership up and running, I would start looking at the kind of words that your members are using. Mm -hmm. So are they, what kind of tone are they talking in? What's the, is there a recurring words that they're using? You can use all of this in your marketing to scale your business. And also if you use, Dropbox or Google Drive, every time you see somebody inside your membership do something good or you know they're praising themselves or they've said, oh, I've used, for example, Steph's secret tip and I've just done this in my business. Take a screenshot of that and save that in a Google Drive folder. That's going to help, help you massively when it comes to your, to your marketing and scaling it up. But find out, just ask your members, find out what they love about your membership and then go out and tell more people about that exact thing. Love it. Now, what have you found to be an effective way to, you know, go out and attract those new members to get them into your membership? So the, there's quite a few things that you can do. So to get new members, I have found that firstly, creating free content is, is really, really, really good. So, answering their problems in a really precise way and then the follow-on to that because I know the question now in people's mind is okay creating content is great but where do I put that content (laughs) well (laughs) where do your customers hang out you know do your customers hang out on YouTube if they do then you put your content on YouTube 
and then you send it back to your website. Do they listen to podcasts? Okay, then put it on a podcast. Do they read blogs? Okay, well, put it on your blog and then start sending these these things out and then track where the majority of your people are coming from and then put more effort into that platform to get more traffic back. Um, so definitely create free content and then find where your customers are hanging out and then put it on those platforms. Then reach out to people as well um, to see if you can interview them for for your podcast, for your videos, for your blogs. So people in your industry do that and then that's going to enable discussions to happen between you and that person. Um, and then when they share that with their audience and you share that with your audience, it creates a really, really good relationship and then it gets you in front of more people. And then the big one is the last one, which is ads. You know, when you get to a point where you are able to scale using ads, then you can spend money on Google and Facebook ads and you can really scale your business. And that is, I know the the next question is, yeah, but I'm charging $39.99 a month for my, my membership. Won't it cost me a lot of money to get to get customers on ads? But then this is where if you know your lifetime value of your customer, so how long they stay a customer for, then it makes spending money on ads slightly different in your mind because you go, oh, okay, well, they stay for an average 15 months. So then that is X. So actually, wow, if I spend that £40 to acquire one customer, which you won't, but if you do spend £40 to acquire one customer, actually you are in the profit by by 14 months then. So that's that's what I'd do. And that segues beautifully into my next question, which was going to be, well, how, like, actually, why do people cancel before I even ask you how we can retain them? Why, what are the biggest reasons that people cancel memberships? Oh, so the biggest reason that people cancel their membership is that they are just overwhelmed. They're just, you've, you've either given them too much and they just can't take it in, or they are just overwhelmed by the task that they have got to to undertake and that's the the biggest reason why why people cancel you know they've got all this content to consume and they just physically can't consume it or the task you just haven't made the task as simple as it could be and that's been a big learning point for me over the years because especially with with the Betfair site I never realized the gap between where I was and where some of the people just getting started were. I never realized that gap. So when I would talk, actually it was at a level that was way, 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 way too high. So I had to really, 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 really bring it down so that that everybody could understand. And now content that I write goes through the Hemingway app editor. So it's as low a grade as possible um, which is something I learned from from the guys at Agora. Keep it as low as possible. You know, they're one of the biggest selling financial companies ever, and the most successful copy for them and content for them was at like a grade three level. So, just yeah, just really, 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 really keep it as simple and as concise as possible. Love it. Actually, I've got a question for you just out of curiosity. Have you ever heard of anyone cancelling a membership because there wasn't enough content? (laughs) 
That's I've never been asked that question. No, <laughs> never have. Because, because I mean, I've no. joined so many memberships in the past, and I don't think I've ever cancelled because it there hasn't been enough. It's always been because of the overwhelm, right? Yeah. That that is yeah. You that's amazing. Never ever because even if there wasn't and there's a community element there, you would stay for the community. Mm. Great. That's a great point. Yeah. So, well, I know because I, I like, I, I know a lot of my listeners do struggle with that need to over deliver. So yeah, hopefully like some of you listeners will, <laughs> you guys will be like, yeah, okay, I get it now. I don't need to over deliver. Um, anyway, so <laughs> now that we know why, people cancel how can we encourage that retention so you did say to keep things simple are there any other ways that you can keep people as members perhaps when they're not using the content as much as they would like to or they're starting to think about cancelling yeah definitely so people always always think about new sales first and when they're growing their membership and it's always retention you've already got that customer through the door you've already sold them so now we've we've got to retain them and we've got to keep them and to do that we need to offer value so i think the first thing is and i it's so simple and i've said it before is the the first thing to do is to get feedback from your members because if you're solving their problems then you can build things to keep them and you can you can just keep them in the door and you're solving their problem they will stay um another thing is to is to show them the path show them the path and tell them what it looks like so month 1 this is what you're going to get and then month 2 I'm going to teach you this so that there's no confusion and in their mind then they know that by staying here for 6 months at the end of 6 months that is going to be the result that is going to be the goal and then by that point you've kept them and they will stay much longer but just showing them the path do not overwhelm anybody and just keep it super simple and this month you're going to do this this is what we're going to teach you and then this is going to enable you to do this and then month two is going to be this and then this is what we're going to teach you month three etc etc and just be honest with them and and show up as well do what you say you're going to do if you're going to have office hours in your membership where you're involved for the office hours of say 10 till 2 or whatever make sure that you show up make sure that you do what you say you're going to do and you have these systems in place to get the feedback and that the and that's the the massive one as well that I haven't mentioned when you do get this feedback do something with it don't <laughs> just get feedback for feedback's sake it's it's not there's no plan by just getting the feedback you have to you have to move on that feedback, which is something I learned from James Shramko. He did some incredible series on this, you know, getting deep in with your members and talking to them about what's working. You know, I've, I've said it many times before, but I will actually get on the phone with with people in my email list. I'll just pick a couple at random every single month, jump on the phone with them and say, how are you doing? You know, is it, what am I, what am I doing? How am I solving your problem? What problem have you got? And just talking to them. and saying look there's no sales pitch you know i'm not going to try and upsell you a, a course or anything like this i just want my membership to be the best and i take that information and i implement that information because if you are constantly surveying your members and you don't do anything they will leave because there's no changes being made mm. so i always email out and say guys thank you very much for doing the the, the feedback 
this is what we got and this is what we are going to implement into the business do you like this and that will increase your attention and then if they are thinking of cancelling as well one thing i would say is definitely have a page where they can go to cancel and then on that page you can have a video of you saying hey so i'm really really sorry that we haven't fulfilled your needs as a business this this upsets me I don't want you to leave. So these are the things that you are going to miss out on if you do decide to leave and then tell them the benefits. And then if you can in your membership, can you scale that the service back? So can you offer them, you know, an email instead? So one one of my Betfair memberships, we have software, we have private coaching, we have daily emails. And what we're now implementing into that business on the cancel cancellation page is scale back services so okay you don't want to pay for everything anymore but is there something that you do want to pay for and it will be at a reduced rate and you'll just pay for that so then you don't lose that customer because you've worked so hard to get them and they just drop down onto a lower tier product but they can then always come back up to to the product that they used to be on and that's they're my sort of tips for that Fantastic tips. I particularly like how you're basically co-creating your membership with your members. That's fantastic. And I love how you get on a phone call with them. That's, I mean, I think it's so easy for us in the online business space to assume that, you know, our email list are these people out there in the internet who don't have phones that we can just you know, call them on <laughs> or reach out and say, yep. hey, like, what's your phone number? Or can we jump on a Zoom call? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's made the biggest difference in my, my business. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. It's so interesting. I've got another friend who runs a similar online business and he was saying like, he just jumps on calls with his customers all the time and he learns so much from it. So obviously you guys are doing something right there. <laughs> <laughs> who would have Thank thought, you. you know, talking to the customer. <laughs> Well, you see it on like forums all the time, like digital marketing ones where people come in and go, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling to solve my customer's needs, et cetera, et cetera. And you see people go, oh, we'll just talk to your customer, which is all well and good, but I think you need a plan. So mm-hmm. get on the phone with the customer. So, okay, what do those steps look like? Because that's quite scary for the person going to actually do the call as well. So oh, it's terrifying. You know, just, Yes. When that phone is ringing, I guarantee it the first time when you dial that person and that phone is ringing, your heart will be absolutely pounding out of your chest. You know, there'll be all these fears like, am I good enough? I've got imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome. You know, what do they think it's a catch, etc. But as soon as you hear them say hello and realize, oh, they're not actually that scary. It will make it. It's so worthwhile doing just just pick one person on your list and just do it. Yeah. And I mean, you could even pick somebody who's already, you know, like there's always going to be somebody who replies to all of your emails or who always like has tips, always comments on your posts on social media. That person's probably already your biggest fan. Yep. You've got it. Pick that person, talk to that person. Awesome. Well, Ryan, at the end of every podcast episode, I have a couple of questions that I ask all of my guests Now, the first question that I ask is, what advice would you give to your pre-business self? Oh, what advice would I give to my pre-business self? Uh, That one has stumped me. Uh, Okay, so 
find somebody who is like where you want to be uh doing what you want to do before you do it and talk to them so find out what it actually is like uh, and they don't have to be like a big big direct competitor but they're just doing something similar to you find out what the day-to-day looks like find out what the month-to-month looks like and the year-to-year and then ask them questions about that and see if this is actually going to fit what you want your life to look like and also then stick to that person uh, because if they are helping you at that stage then they're going to be a massive massive influence for you going going forward and they're they're going to sort of act as a friend slash mentor, which is going to help when the chips are down and you are having tough times. Love it. What has been your biggest ups moment? Oh, man. Oh, God, there's been loads. That's a good question. Really good question. <laughs> this one always so, dumps people. I'm not surprised. Gosh, because not many people would want to talk about it. I could probably do a whole <laughs> podcast on my books moments and would be happy to. Oh, I've had so many. So I've sent I've sent emails out that are wrong. I've done the wrong buttons on emails, taking you to the wrong wrong landing pages. <laughs> I've done yeah. We've yeah, all I've done, done those. <laughs> I've, done, oh, I've done so many. I've done um one of my biggest ones was sending out a landing page for a course that we were selling and it was to an affiliate it wasn't to an affiliates list and we'd launched the course two weeks prior to that and then the affiliate was going to come in two weeks later and then do their pitch and on the landing page video I mentioned the first 50 people would get a 30% discount and didn't pick up on that, that we sold the 30 within like the first hour. And then the affiliate sent that out to a massive, yeah, yeah, massive list. And then um, was like, oh, I'm getting loads of complaints about people saying that where's my, where's the discount? And I was like, oh, so (laughs) Yeah, I rectified that quite quickly and also gave them a bonus for uh, for signing up. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. one of our biggest ups. Moves. And that <gasps> happened in the last 12 months as well, by the way. <laughs> All right, last one. What has been your biggest growth moment? Oh, gosh. My biggest growth moment. Uh, so probably the realisation that I was over delivering. I was over delivering on the content, mm. having that discussion with my team, my team then saying, okay, this is where we're going to scale it back to me going, Oh, don't know about that. But on, on that business, particularly I'm in charge of sales and marketing and me actually putting my ego aside and saying, okay, no, these guys, I'm going to roll with their idea. We built a, sales funnel out and we drove traffic to that and we sold more memberships that month than we have ever done and then that's been the catalyst to nearly nearly to stay at that level or beat it every single month and that came from 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 my team the data and me going okay yeah they're right and let's listen to other people let's listen to the members and build what they want and 
then it worked. And yeah, that's yeah. my biggest growth moment. It's hard to let go of that control sometimes. Yes. Uh, but then I've, what I've always found there is if there is, if you are struggling to let go of control, then find one thing that if the person is doing it or the person giving you that advice on, it doesn't matter if it just cocks up 100%. Mm. Like it doesn't matter if everything goes wrong on that one thing. There's no real repercussions on that. Do that one first because then that will actually train your mind to go, oh, well, it wasn't so bad on that one. So maybe if we let go of another thing and then another thing and another thing and another thing, um, then you start to see the results and go, okay, these people are right. I should listen to them. (laughs) I love it. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing all of your membership tips and advice and strategies with us today. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your membership mastery, your podcast, everything? Wow. Okay, cool. So (laughs) you can find me on themembershipmastery.com. That's the website. You can email me, Ryan, at themembershipmastery.com. I didn't put my surname in that email address on purpose because nobody can spell it or say it. (laughs) Uh, I have a podcast, which is The Membership Mastery, and that's available on all all major platforms. And I had a a certain young lady on there as well who was pretty incredible. So that episode will be coming out, so make sure you check that out. And uh, I think we all know who that is. And I, I wonder who a, it could be. <laughs> wonder who it could be. Um, and I've recorded hundreds of podcasts, and I think you are definitely in my my top five of of podcasts. Oh, amazing! Thank you. Um, and I have a free Facebook group, which is Master Your Membership on on Facebook. So yeah, they're the best places to get me. Amazing! Thank you so much, Ryan. No, thank you for having me. It's been loads of fun. <laughs>